Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome uh, to Reachway. I'm uh, really glad to be in a room with other people. Yes. Um, so uh, I'm so glad that you're all here and uh, we're all safe and warm. Um, we, we have, of, of course, plenty of, of people to think of and pray for. We have a lot of people not here today because of the cold, and so we're just praying for warmth for them. And um, I hopefully most of you have been emailed, if not, um, if not all of you, but definitely wanting to keep in mind um, Chris Kohler, who is Pastor Cassie's husband. Um, the reason that there's not any kids things going on today and really won't be for the next month or so is because uh, Chris is having uh, an outpatient procedure in the middle of February. And so because of the pandemic, they need to stay isolated so they don't risk getting COVID before a surgery and, and things like that. So um, be thinking of the Kohlers for sure. Um, a lot of you know Jeanette as well. Um, Jeanette has a procedure this coming Wednesday. Um, so we can be thinking and, and praying for her as well. But um, a lot of people to think, uh, think about and, and pray for in these weird times that are now cold and snowy and, um, yeah, so much to pray for and, and think about. So, uh, But nonetheless, here we are together, and I guess there's plenty of wood to knock on, right? I, <laughs> I, I really, we, we seem to be trending in the right direction as a region. Um, the, one of the commitments we made as a church when this whole pandemic started was we're going to take the advice of, of the county and the state. Um, and so I feel like overnight almost we went from different mitigation tiers to a completely different phase. It, it seemed to happen very quickly. And so um, that is good news and, and I hope it stays that way um, as, the, as the vaccine rolls out and things like that. So we'll, we'll see how things go. Um, there are two dates that I want to draw everyone's attention to, and I'll follow up with an email just so we can communicate this to the, to the rest of the church family. Um, we are uh, approaching the season of Lent, which follows Epiphany, um, just to bring everyone up to speed because we haven't been together consistently, but um, we, we have these different seasons in the church, uh, the season of Advent, leads us up to Christmas, and then we have a Christmas celebration, and then following Christmas, we have this season called Epiphany, which is the season we've been in since the beginning of January, where we look at different passages of Jesus being revealed to us through the scriptures, different passages that reveal who Jesus is. So this idea of Epiphany is kind of that aha moment, right? right? Like the light bulb goes off, I had an Epiphany, and so that's kind of where we draw from when we talk about the season of Epiphany, which is week five of six. Um, so we're almost done with Epiphany, and this is the first week where we've been together for it. Um, and then the season of Lent begins, which is probably the most common of church year seasons, um, often marked by fasting and, and different things like that. A lot of times we'll hear about people giving something up for Lent, fasting something for Lent. And so that begins with Ash Wednesday, which is Wednesday, February 17th. We do an Ash Wednesday gathering here at Reachway, 
And there are two identical 30-minute gatherings. Um, We have one at 6 a.m. and we have one at 6 p.m. Some people like to begin their day with that, um, which um, a lot of times um, we, we do impose ashes. You may or may not be familiar with the idea of the mark of a cross um, of, in ashes on someone's forehead, just once again marking and uh, bringing about that significance. And so if you'd like to begin your day or end your day um, in uh, just kind of entering into the season of Lent, which leads us up to Easter, then of course you'd be welcome to join us here at Reachway um, on Wednesday, February 17th, bright and early, well, dark and early <laughs> at, at, uh, at 6 a.m. or dark and late at 6 p.m. And then February 28th, last day of the month, is a Sunday, um, February 28th, um, at 5 p.m. We very rarely do things on Sunday nights at Reachway, um, but we are going to be having an all-church meeting. So, when I say all church meeting, I mean if you consider Reachway to be uh, your church home, then you're invited to this all church meeting. Um, it's going to be um, information about uh, a couple of different things specifically. We're we're in a season of life as a as a relatively newer church, being about two and a half years old, where um, we are going to be formalizing some things. And so we're actually going to be constructing a church board as well as a finance committee and a facilities team as well, which are really exciting things because one thing that we want to do is as we grow as a church is is steward well what we have, take care of well what we have, which of course includes our finances, but also the direction that our church takes um, as well as the uh, physical building and the property that we have been given uh, to, to take care of. And so we're going to be um, talking about those things at this all-church meeting. It's going to be in person as well as online. Um, so this room is going to be filled with some folks, and then I'm going to have my laptop set up on a stool, and then we'll have a Zoom call as well. And then we're going to record that Zoom call. So there's going to be several different ways where um, we can all be in the loop on that. Um, But that's 5 p.m. on February 28th. Business, fine, all good. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about the idea of the willingness that Jesus displays in healing. We're going to be talking about healing today. Um, the, the phrase that's going to, to jump out when we um, read, read from the scriptures a little bit later on this morning is this idea of Jesus is near those who are laid up in bed. We're going to be reading a story about a woman with a fever who's in bed that Jesus heals and, and brings back to, to healing and wholeness. But it's going to be this phrase of what does it look like to be laid up in bed? Of course, not only physically, but emotionally. In the last year, socially, right? Just numb, paralyzed at times. 
And I really am going to invite all of us to lean into this idea of, is there any part of me, physically, socially, emotionally, that's just laid up in bed? And I just can't see a way to move forward. We're going to be talking about how people who feel laid up in bed, Jesus is actually quite near to. And uh, that's good news. <laughs> it's, it's really good news. And so um, we're going to be talking about that today. So our, our whole theme this morning is healing. Hopefully the prayers that we pray, the scriptures we read, the songs that we sing, um, all kind of give us new insights and in this season of epiphany, new revelations of God's willingness and ability to heal. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, to begin, I'd like us to pray together. I will um, read a passage of scripture. We will um, engage in a few songs together and, uh, and, and we'll go about our business. So um, if you would pray with me, the, the words of this prayer are going to be uh, behind me on the screen. I will read uh, the, the words that are in white text, and then together out loud, um, we can just pray together reading what, uh, the, the words that are in yellow. So let's go ahead and pray together. Everlasting God, you give strength to the powerless and power to the faint. You raise up the sick and you cast out demons. Make us agents of healing and wholeness, that your good news may be known to the ends of your creation. Amen. Psalm 147 verses 1 through 11 says this, praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord, mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble. Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain. He makes grass grow on hills. He provides food for cattle and even for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of warriors. The Lord delights in those who fear him and honor him. The Lord delights in those who put their hope in his unfailing love. With that in mind, um, however you feel this morning. Um, I, I hope that these songs that we engage with really speak to you. The song that Tom's going to lead us in first is called There is a Cloud. We just read about how God covers the skies with clouds, right, which are dark and gray. 
but then from those clouds come rain and rain helps things grow and rain gives life. This song was the very first song that we sang as a church um, when we launched in September of 2018. It, it has been a song that we have sung consistently since, since the beginning and the truth to really let set in is that just because there's clouds doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. <laughs> just because it's gloomy doesn't mean that that's bad because what comes from a gloomy sky is rain that is going to help us grow. And so, um, however you want to engage with this song, whether it's sitting or standing or, or kneeling or um, just singing along or humming along or just listening, however you want to engage uh, with this song, of course, you're welcome to do that. I'll come back and lead us in a time of prayer, and then we'll sing another song together. So, Lord, as we engage with music, as we pray, as we continue to consider not only your ability to, but your willingness to heal, would you just draw near to us? Would your spirit be in this room? Lord, just bring us peace in these moments. Lord, we love you and we do trust you with this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can uh, grab a seat for just a moment if, if you are standing. We're going to enter into a time of prayer that we call prayers of the people. Um, historically, this has looked like uh, just some, some time of stillness uh, for us to pray, and we're going to practice that this morning. Uh, there's also going to come a time, though, where I'm going to lift up specific requests, just very short, and then together we would be invited to say, Lord, hear our prayer, um, which is actually a pretty common practice for churches during this time of prayers of the people. Um, so th that moment's going to come in just a few moments. Um, starting next week, I'm going to have a little clipboard with a piece of paper, and I'm going to have it sitting right up here. And as you arrive to the gathering, if there's any particular prayer requests that you would like voiced during that time of prayer, um, you'd be able to write those on there, and then I'm going to take them up here during this time of the service and just read from those. Um, once again, the prayers of the people, right? And so... If I could read a, a short passage from Isaiah, and then we will then we'll pray together. So I'm going to read out of Isaiah chapter 40, starting at verse 21. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth? was formed. He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth. Its people are like grasshoppers. It's a fun image. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy. He spreads them out like a tent. So, so large of a tent for everyone 
to live in. He brings princes and rulers to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither away and a whirlwind comes and sweeps them up. God says this through the prophet Isaiah to us this morning, to whom can you compare me? Who is my equal? Lift your eyes up to the heavens. And as you're doing that, ask yourself, who created these? (laughs) He who brings about starry hosts, one by one, calls forth each of the stars by name. We read about that in the psalm reading. Because of his great power and mighty strength. Not one of those stars is ever missing from the sky. God asks, why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, that God's way is hidden from us? That my cause is disregarded by the Lord? Do you not know, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God? the creator of the ends of the earth, and he will not grow tired, and he will not grow weary. He gives strength, in fact, to the weary, and he actually increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. You've heard these words before. They will soar on wings like eagles, right? They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So I'm wondering as we enter into this time of prayer, if if you know anyone in your life that is weary right now who needs to be lifted up on wings, maybe you yourself are desiring that. So we'll take a moment. I'm going to just lead us very shortly into a time of prayer. I'll be still for a few moments as you lift up those prayers that you have on your heart. And then, like I said, I'll, I'll read these short prayers and then we can say together, Lord, hear our prayer. So, sisters and brothers, let us lift our hearts in faith to the one who hears all prayers and holds close all those who are in need. ask that you would be near to those who work in the medical field. Lord, hear our prayer. 
Lord, we ask that you would draw near to those who work in our local schools. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, especially in the winter, we ask that you would draw near to our neighbors who are without homes of their own. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we ask that you would draw near to those and strengthen those who are serving our neighbors without their own homes. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we ask that you would draw near to those who are finding themselves on the front lines of justice initiatives in our city, in our country. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we ask that you would be with Sister Jeanette, who has a procedure this Wednesday. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we ask that you would be with Chris Kohler, who has a procedure on February 18th. Lord, hear our prayer. Holy God, you gather the whole universe into your radiant presence. And you continually reveal your Son as our Savior. Lord, bring healing to all wounds. Make whole all that is broken. Speak truth to all illusion. Shed light in every darkness so that all of creation will see your glory and know that you are Christ. Amen and amen. We have one more song to engage with and Tom will lead us in that. If you'd like to follow along with the passage that I'll be reading from and sharing a few thoughts on today, it'll be from the Gospel of Mark, um, which is the second book of the New Testament, Matthew and then Mark. The New Testament gives us four gospel accounts, gospel accounts meaning uh, just different accounts of the good news of Jesus, the, the uh, life, the ministry, the death, the resurrection of, of Jesus. I'll be reading from Mark chapter 1, starting at verse 29. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. 
the fever left her, and she began to serve them or wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all of the sick and the demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. And we will go ahead and leave it at that. I mentioned earlier this idea of being laid up in bed. And, uh, of course, figuratively, although most recently, perhaps literally as well. And maybe you would resonate with me, but I feel like there have been times recently where I have very much felt laid up in bed. (laughs) for a ton of different reasons. I have felt sick, and I have felt tired, and I have felt numb and paralyzed and and at times confused. Maybe you have as well. And so therefore, many of us, even in the present day and the present age, can relate to Simon, who would eventually be called Peter, His mother-in-law, and as we first read of Simon's mother-in-law, she is laid up in bed with a fever. We can can relate to that. We can relate to the idea of being laid up in bed. I want to read a passage from a commentary that was written by St. Jerome. St. Jerome was a 4th century priest and historian for the, the early Christians. Um, this is from an excerpt from Thomas Oden's commentary on the Gospel of Mark. So I'll, I'll be reading from that this morning. Uh, this is what St. Jerome says about this passage specifically. Can you imagine Jesus standing before your bed and you continue to sleep? <laughs> it is absurd that we would remain in bed in his presence. So then let us ask, where is Jesus? He, in fact, is already here, offering himself to us. Those are the words of St. Jerome this morning. Perhaps the news to be found here in this passage is not only the fact that Jesus can heal, but in fact that Jesus is near us and willing to heal as well. I want to proclaim this morning, I want you to know that Jesus is near. Wherever you find yourself, in whatever bed you find yourself laid up in, in whatever condition you find yourself laid up in that bed, I want us to know that Jesus is near, and this is good news for us. I want to briefly use our imaginations and and ask ourselves, well, who are the ones who are laid up in bed? What does it look like to be laid up in bed? Of course, they are the ones who are physically sick, right? But, But there's more to it than that, to 
be laid up in bed, in a way, is to be worried. We've all been worried about something before. To be laid up in bed is perhaps to be in a relationship that's on the rocks, struggling a little bit. Perhaps to be laid up in bed is to be dealing with uh, a hurt from the past, to be, to be dealing with something from the past. Perhaps to be laid up in bed is to be weighed down by the injustices of this world, uh, to, be, to be weighed down by the just oppressive systems that are against you and, and people like you. It's not to know how you're going to get up and how you're going to get out, and how you're going to move on. That's what it's like to be laid up in bed. So you don't know how you're getting out of here. And you don't know who is going to help you out of that bed. And once you do, you don't know where you're going from there, even if you did get out of that bed. That's what it looks like to be laid up in bed. So I asked this morning, are you one that is laid up in bed right now? And if you are, know that Jesus is near you and that all is not lost and that there is, in fact, a hand that heals that is being extended to you. And if you would simply take that hand of Jesus to be helped up, that's how close we are to a time of healing. Now, there's more to learn from this passage. For example, uh, what we do when we know of someone else who's laid up in bed. We might not be laid up in bed ourselves, but we might know someone who is, who is laid up in bed. Perhaps we are to then be like Simon and Andrew, who in verse 30 we read about, immediately told Jesus. I love that. You learn about someone who's laid up in bed, tell Jesus. <laughs> now, what does that mean? Well, of course, it means pray, right? I mean, it means, it means put yourself in a position where you can just, on behalf of someone else, go to the Lord and say, Lord, oh, so-and-so, they are, they're in a spot right now. And I know that you created them, and, and I know that you know them and what's going on, but I, Lord, I just want you to know that I know that they are laid up in bed. Maybe we can be like the people we read about in verse 32, where we bring to Jesus the people we know who are laid up in bed. In verse 32, we read about these people. We don't know their names. We don't know their stories. But what we do know is that they brought in droves <laughs> the people that they knew who were laid up in bed and needed healing. So maybe uh, after we tell Jesus about someone that we know who is laid up in bed, maybe we go visit that person who's laid up in bed and go, I want to get you closer to Jesus so that maybe you would be in a spot where you too can take the hand of Jesus and maybe you can be in the spot where you too can be brought up out of that bed and healed. And so if you know someone who's laid up in bed, but the kind of way where they can still get up and get around and, and stuff like that, 
This passage would also say to us that we are to think of creative ways to bring them into the presence of Jesus. So here's the hope that we have, is that wherever there is someone laid up in bed, standing alongside of them is the one who is ready to heal them. That is the hope that we have. Chances are, wherever you are, you are near someone who is laid up in bed themselves too. And you might not even know it. It could be the cashier at the Walmart. It could be the person at the DMV. It could be your coworker. It could be a friend, a family member. We, sometimes we don't know. What we do know is that we believe somehow that the Spirit of God is among us and that in a way where we are, Jesus is too. If the Spirit is with us, if the Spirit lives in us, if, if the Spirit dwells among the people of God, then, then where the people of God are in a certain miraculous way, the Spirit of God is also there. And so if we find ourselves near those who are laid up in bed, then in a crazy, mysterious way, because we're near to them, Jesus is near to them too. Lord, we, we take your healing hand today. Lord, would you grant us the courage to extend our lives to others who need healing so that they may take your healing hand as well. Amen. Amen. Um, we're going we're gonna to close out our time uh, today by, uh, by responding to that, by, by continuing to, to consider that. Um, in that time of response... We're, we're going to sing again the song that we sang a few minutes ago together about this idea of our lives being built by love and being able to express love to those around us. And then we're also going to share uh, communion together. Now, in a time of a pandemic, we, we get... I, I get it, right? <laughs> um, I, I do want you to know, and I, I shared this the last time we were gathering, of course, that... Every time I prepare this tray, I, um, I have my mask on and I am sure to wash my hands uh, thoroughly before I um, prepare, uh, prepare these elements. And so um, in just a moment, as, as Tom leads us in a song, there's uh, going to be an opportunity to where, if you'd like, whenever you're compelled to do so, that you can uh, make your way up here and I will um, give you a cup of juice and a piece of bread just representing the, the body and the blood of Jesus that was broken and shed for us that brings about healing, right? The, the, the moment of the cross, the, the moment of the resurrection of Jesus is a moment in which healing is made possible for all of humanity, for all of eternity. And uh, yeah, what, what better thing to do after a time of talking about healing than then consider these elements. Um, you, you should know that
Um, the juice is, uh, the, the juice and the bread came from this neighborhood. Um, we have a few different bakeries and convenience stores in the neighborhood. And uh, so today, the, our, our juice is Prairie Farms grape drink, right? And uh, holy and sanctified by the Lord, right? I mean, my goodness. And, and the bread, I, I should say, for potential dietary considerations, the bread is sweet bread from Ortiz Bakery, which is two blocks away, and it was baked today, right? And so, um, so this is my prayer for us. This is my prayer for us is, is that as we consider the presence of Jesus in these elements, we would also be reminded that the presence of Jesus is everywhere around us, right? in, in this neighborhood, on the streets where you live, in the different small businesses that you visit. And um, we happen to find ourselves in a specific place in a specific time in history here in Peoria, and the things that are sold around us are Prairie Farms grape drink and sweet bread. <laughs> and so these become elements that once again, represent Christ. But we also believe that the presence of Christ is unifying us together. And so, um, get ready for a bit of a sugar rush this morning. Uh, Tom, I'll, yeah, Tom's making his way up. I'll, I'll invite Tom up. If I could pray for us, and then once again, if you're comfortable with doing so, um, as, as soon as uh, I, I pray and Tom will be leading us in a song, you're welcome to make your way up here. There's hand sanitizer provided here if you'd like to use it before uh, receiving these elements. And then you're just invited to take those elements back to your seat, and you can sit with them and, and meditate upon them and, and pray and things like that. You can, uh, you can take those at your own speed, and then um, we will go from there. So, Lord, we ask that as we find ourselves in this moment of response, that you, would, that you would speak to us as we believe you've already been speaking through the different scriptures we've read and the, the times of prayer that we've shared together. We just ask that you would give us ears to hear your voice in this moment. And as we gather around this table, which you invite us to, this, this table of bread and juice, this, this table that represents your body broken for us, your blood poured out for us. That you would remind us in this moment that this is a table that you prepare for everyone. We are all sitting at the same table. We're all eating the same meal. We are all in the same presence of the same host of this great banquet. All of our chairs are adjusted with our height so that we are all sitting on equal playing field and we're all level and we're all just pulled into this table to share this meal of love, to share this meal of healing, to share this meal of forgiveness. So be with us. Be with us as we consider this healing here and and as we prepare to go and scatter from this place to be together again 
We ask that in between those gatherings, you would be leading us to encounters where we can be a healing presence to others who are laid up in bed. Lord, be with us now as we consider these things.